and welcome to GTR Trade Insights. My name's Eleanor Rag, and I'm a senior reporter at GTR. In partnership with GTR, HSBC is producing a series of articles taking a closer look at some of the cross-cutting issues impacting trade. In this podcast, we'll be speaking to the experts behind these articles to learn more about what they're hearing from clients and what banks need to do in order to support them. This second instalment focuses on the evolution of supply chain finance from cash flow provision to social good and how the tool can be used to provide increased access to finance while helping economies build back better. So with me today, Andrew Robinson, HSBC's Regional Head of Sales, GTRF and CSTF Europe, and Sybil Sermagol, Regional Head of Product and Propositions, Global Trade and Receivables Finance Europe, talk about the growth of sustainability-linked supply chain finance and how it can contribute to increased supply chain resilience. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks, Eleanor. Thank you. During the COVID crisis, working capital needs have driven SCF take-up substantially. Andrew, what are clients asking for and where is this demand coming from? Uh, thanks, Eleanor. So I would say beyond the obvious uh, human toll of the, the COVID pandemic um, and the, the a, a significant global recession as a result, um, what we've done is to understand how, how this crisis has affected businesses and their plans for the future. We surveyed more than 2,600 business decision makers globally as part of our annual Navigator research. And the results paint a picture of challenge and I would say change. So whilst 98% of businesses have felt the impacts of the crisis, 65% have been agile and stable enough to be resilient. And many see the crisis as a catalyst for change and and long-term growth within their supply chains. So as a result, supply chains continue to be one of the most important levers for business to generate a positive impact in the world. Uh, In order to to better prepare for the futures, companies can consider formally incorporating climate change risks as part of their supply chain management strategy. Um, So we've seen clients look at their supply chains and seek to adapt to the changes that are happening uh, globally. And obviously, uh, climate change is one of those issues as well as the, uh, the, the COVID pandemic. The banks here we see have a role to play in making the the often fragmented supply chain more traceable and transparent via information and visibility on platforms such as TIN, the Trade Information Network, and blockchain opportunities by making sustainability data more available along the, the vertical of their supply chains by integrating it into their working capital conditions uh, or looking at specific environmental metrics. As an example, uh, HSBC and one of the largest multinational financial services companies have delivered an innovative structure to create the first ever pre-invoice approval supply chain finance program for their suppliers uh, using algorithmic type technology. This solution was developed through co-creation with a fintech using their proprietary data-driven predictive algorithms to quantify supplier performance risk. So the algorithms strongly mitigate the risk of dilution and are further backstopped by uh, a technology-driven insurance that covers this type of, of, of risk. I hope that answers some of, your, some of what we've seen in the supply chain market. Absolutely. And that leads me on to my next question for Sybil, because 
HSBC was one of the pioneers in sustainable supply chain finance. We remember that groundbreaking, groundbreaking program for US retailer Walmart, which launched, I think, in 2019. And um, I wanted to get a feel from you, Sybil, of how the product has evolved since then and what kind of you know, demand you're seeing from the market. Yes, absolutely. I think the good news is the vast majority of businesses see environmental sustainability as a priority. They're grabbing the opportunity of change and transformation to prioritize sustainability and build back better. There is an increasing push on companies to adopt sustainable practices today. This is being driven by broad stakeholder pressures, including from governments. However, being sustainable can also help businesses save and create long-term business value. So embedded sustainable sourcing integrated into supply chain finance structure can help to promote supply accountability. It can help to drive a stronger supplier base, mobilize for common goals with continued financial viability and resilience. Suppliers can access attractive rates linked to buyer's credit position with improved rates for sustainability improvements. The difference about supply chain risk due to climate change is that companies have to manage supply disruptions due to events linked to climate change, such as extreme weather events, resource depletion, and socioeconomic disruption. First, climate change will increase the frequency, magnitude, and scope of acute supply chain disruptions. This will require companies to invest more time and money in their supply chain risk management programs which we have seen actually happening during um, COVID. Second, it will create chronic changes to supply chains that companies will need to adopt to. Third, it will create new types of risks that have not typically been addressed by supply chain risk management programs. For this reason, it may be beneficial for a company to assess its current state of supply chain resiliency and to consider how to modify or enhance it Consumers are the strongest driver for automotive and construction firms to enhance sustainability, whereas government action influences natural resource intensive businesses in the agricultural, oil and mining sectors. We're also seeing take up in the retail consumer sector, where industries such as fashion and apparel are now looking deep into their supply chains. Now, Andrew, Sybil's just brought up, obviously, the climate risk um, conversation there, but there are other objectives, right, that companies are sort of asking, asking you to help with. You know, how do you see the ESG conversation evolving, particularly given this sort of growing global awareness of social justice issues, for example? Yeah, it's a, it's, a key, it's a key area. So far from being a nice to have, so sustainability and within that uh, social and other governance uh, KPIs are increasingly integral as to how businesses operate. I think corporates are at different stages of their sustainability journeys and the finance industry, including the banks such as HSBC, should be prepared as we are to to help them wherever they currently find themselves, whether at the start, whether well advanced or in the middle, um, is something that we're we're very keen to talk to corporates about. Um, Whilst the perception may be that introducing a more sustainable strategy uh, costs more, what we're finding is it's actually you see as an opportunity to be more efficient if it's planned and executed effectively. And it gives you a broader oversight on the risks within your supply chain um, in terms of, of, of the various factors there. So there's been a number of reports over the, the last few years to show that consumers are willing to change their consumption habits to improve their own personal impact on the environment of the goods and the services that they're purchasing. 
and committing to more sustainable products and practices could help businesses to maintain or grow their, their market share. Um, in addition, there's many governments globally that are now taking action on climate change and the social aspects of the, of the businesses that operate within their, their, their countries. Banks can work with clients to help make uh, clients aware of the impacts that such practices might have on their, on their business, both from a positive and a negative um, uh, consequence. There may be opportunities that exist in, being, in basically being the first mover, taking a first mover advantage in response to new regulations. And banks can play a pivotal role in supporting clients in their journey towards meeting their, their sustainability goals. We also can ensure with our colleagues in treasury and sustainability departments within corporates that there's that, that collaboration when developing and implementing a business strategy. So as a, as a conclusion, banks have, a, have, a, have deep relationships in, in these areas and we're able to facilitate more collaborative conversations around the sustainability agenda uh, and within that the supply chain, uh, the supply chain flows. Sybil, I wanted to pick up with you around mainstreaming ESG. Do you think there'll be a time when sustainable supply chain finance is the norm and all supply chain finance programs contain these kind of ESG-linked margin matches? Is that the future state that we want to reach? This is, this is absolutely the, indeed the future state that we, we want to. We are supporting and building together with, with companies, hopefully, to, to come to that point. Companies should look to understand why climate change risks should be addressed within a supply chain risk management program and discuss with their banks the options that they have to create for greater supply chain resilience. Investors are increasingly using various types types of environmental, social, and governance assessments to determine the investment risk related to climate change and other sustainability issues. So more than 85% of S&P 500 companies report ESG data as a result of this, and the signatories to the principles for responsible investment, which incorporates ESG data, comprise more than $81 trillion in assets. So as at HSBC, we are committed to the transition to a global net economy, not just by playing our part, but by helping to lead it. We're doing this across the bank in our operations and supply chain and by supporting our customers in their own transitions. We're committed to aligning the financial emissions from our portfolio of customers to net zero by 2050 or sooner in line with the Paris Agreement goals. And to help get there, our target by 2030 is to provide between $700 billion and $1 trillion of finance and investment towards transition. In the first quarter of 2021, we already raised $68 billion US dollars for our clients through green, social, sustainability, and sustainability-linked bond issues in a record quarter worldwide for those bonds. Those funds pay for green projects and new technology that open up new opportunities and avenues to net zero. At our 2021 annual general meeting, a special resolution on climate change proposed by the HSBC board was backed by shareholders. The resolution provides further detail on our approach to the net zero transition and how we will achieve the climate ambition we announced in October. It includes a commitment to phase out the financing of coal-fired power and thermal coal mining by 2030 in markets in the European Union, an organization for economic cooperation and develop, development by 
2040 in other markets. Thank you very much. Well, thank you to Andrew and Sybil um, for their time today. And thank you for listening to GTR Trade Insights. You can read more from HSBC in the GTR Plus Supply Chain Finance publication out now. Mm-hmm.